this is going out late because I'm in an absolutely foul temper. I've spent all day trying to just do what should be something basic and easy involving my website uh, that this is posted on, which is why it has to be done. And um, I go through this every year and this is the worst year ever. So I'm absolutely at the end of my tether. Welcome to episode 181 of Mr. Burt Pods. So when you have your own website, I know no one cares about this, but I have to get this off my chest because I am literally about to start shouting. When you have your own website, uh, it used to be you had a choice of an HTTP in the web address, in the address at the top or an HTTPS and the S meant an extra layer of security. You now have to have that extra level of security and to get your little S, you have to pay money. What a surprise. So you then have to buy a certificate, uh, which in itself is an onerous task. That's all I can say. Uh, it's taken me, I started doing this. When did I start doing this? It's taken me nearly a week to do this and I still haven't done it. I finally managed to buy the certificate today, which is a really complicated way of doing things. And then you have to install it on your website and I now can't install it. I've had uh, so many helpful people. It's on been on live chat support. Some have been absolutely lovely. And I now have absolutely all the information I need and I've put it in and I've hit the install certificate button and it still is not accepting it. And I just could weep because I'm so tired. I started this at 11 o'clock this morning and it's now five o'clock. That's how, apart, apart from a lunch break, that's how long. Um, and we're supposed to be going to the cinema this evening and I think we're now going to have to cancel it because I, I haven't got time to do this and then go out. That might be me being melodramatic, I don't know, but I'm just absolutely, I just don't understand why it's so complicated and it's not just me because I've seen other people ranting about it on the forums and stuff. There is nothing in plain English on it. There's nothing in plain English on how to do it. Um, and I've got, you know, I'm not technologically uh, afraid of stuff. I can get on. I know what I'm doing, but, but it's still really complicated. And I just, I don't know. I would say it's not inclusive or accessible, to be honest. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to have to keep going and uh, start again tomorrow. Um, and of course, the, the trouble is the people you're talking to by instant chat can't see what you're actually doing. So if someone was sitting next to me looking at my computer screen, they would, you know, I'd be able to say this is what I'm doing and show them and then they'd be able to say what I'm doing wrong if I'm doing anything wrong. Yes, you never normally hear that screeching noise because I never normally hear it at um, five o'clock. I don't know what that bird is. So anyway, um, oh God, I'm so wound up. I've been so patient, actually. So I've, my patience has been much better than normal, but this has been the worst year for this. And you would think... I would learn lessons from the previous year and just put them into uh, practice this year. But of course, they change everything every year. So every year it's always different. Um, why the people who run the websites can't just do it for you for a bit of money? Why you have to pay to then have a nervous breakdown uh, is beyond me. But anyway, oh God, I'm so, I really am so... <laughs> So I can't tell you. Anyway, let's try and calm down. It's five o'clock. It's still daylight outside, uh, which is nice. Uh, we've got a hungry cat. Uh, 
uh, who's actually been shut out of the room, so that's going to go down really badly. Um, this morning I was quite calm actually. I got up and I, I'm moving through Adrian's uh, 30 days of yoga flow. I'm doing it repeat because I couldn't think of anything else to do. So I'm doing day 11 again, which was soul. Uh, it did involve me looking at soles of my feet at one point, but I'm not quite sure. I don't think that's what she meant by soul. And also she did this thing where she went from sitting wide-legged on the floor into pigeon. And I literally had to watch her do it six times on the screen before I could work out how she was managing to do it. I then drastically failed to copy her and was very glad that no one else was watching. You see, this is the trouble when you're in class, uh, you have to put yourself up as being the complete uh, dunce at the back of the class. Whereas at least when I'm on home, just me and Adrian on the screen, I can just be happy uh, failing. Actually, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was fairly bad. Then I went for a very nice run. It was freezing outside today. It was really cold, but I did my fastest run for a long time. So I was very pleased with that. And there's lots of people walking past the window now. Uh, they're all school children. They're very late. Uh, so that was that. And then I spent the rest of the day screaming at a computer. Um, I'm trying to let go. So on the news front is everything's changed since last week uh, because I was having a similar nervous breakdown last Monday trying to get, uh, what was I doing? I was trying to get, yes, I was trying to get a, a job application in which I thought I would get an interview for even if I didn't get the job. Uh, and I thought it would fill in a gap brilliantly for me. Uh, and I didn't get an interview for it. It was a box office job. Uh, and I've done box office before and I've managed box offices. I've managed the box office for the London Film Festival, but it was a long time ago. And I presume, well, it's been a bit of a last minute rushed out um, emails implying that they didn't have anyone to do it. But um, someone must have got it anyway. Sue's so presumably got experience on the box of a system they use, which I've never heard of. Uh, so I can't really blame them for not interviewing me if they've got people with experience. I just thought they were desperate. But anyway, so that fell through. And then I had another job on the horizon, which was a job share on another show. And um, at a different theatre to the one I normally work in. And that fell through as a job share. So it was my... Uh, partner in crime who got the job and they asked the one I normally work with part, uh, job share and they asked if we could do it as a job share and they said no which is fair enough not everybody likes job shares uh, although they ought to so that fell through so I've got no job so I then had also missed out on front of house work for two weeks because while I was thinking I was going to be working at the other job that I didn't end up doing uh, I missed the putting in my availability for front of house shifts and they did a two week thing and I've lost work uh, for last week and this week. Uh, but I did get a tax, quite a big ish tax rebate for some reason. So uh, that's given me a bit of money. So that's these things a little bit so they're not dire. Uh, and being quite jolly actually, because usually I'd start ranting. I was saying to somebody, I would start ranting at the universe when three possibilities of work all uh, that have all looked brilliant and perfect have all fallen through practically in as many days actually I would have been ranting and railing at the universe uh, but I've been quite calm about it all um, 
I don't like not working, but um, I don't know. So um, that's that. Oh, I, and I've got an extra shift tomorrow. Actually, I did get a shift in tomorrow. So then I'm back to front of house next week, and that's probably going to go on until May, unfortunately. I can't see another job coming up before then. Uh, no, it won't. Actually, that's rubbish. April. But I want to go back to my sort of home theatre. Uh, so anyway, there's been lots of things going on. I've been... Uh, I went to the dental hygienist two weeks ago. That was horrendous. Uh, I don't know why. I, well, I went because my teeth had suddenly... I'd looked at my teeth a few days previously and thought they looked lovely. And then suddenly, overnight, they all seemed to go brown. So I thought, I hate going to the hygienist. I resent having to pay 50 quid or whatever it is. Yeah, it is about 50 quid. Um, I got stroppy with the receptionist because they demanded yet again a down payment of 30 quid, which I find really annoying. I know people don't turn up, but I still don't see why I have to pay 30 pounds for a service I haven't yet had. Um, that was half an hour of agony. She cleaned them. And then uh, I'd... And I'd done that the week before because I had my dental appointment on Tuesday. And lo and behold, just as I was, well, I was in the middle of yoga and my phone rang and someone said, it's the dentist. So I just said, ignore it. I'm not answering it. And um, this was about half, 20 minutes before my appointment. And they kept ringing and uh, I finished yoga, put my shoes on, ready to go. And they rang again and said something had come up and the dentist couldn't see me. And I just went, no, I'm on my way. It's a nine o'clock appointment. I'm sorry, it was it was five to nine. I wasn't later because we were nearly around the corner. Um, I was not going to be told that something had come up and I was having my, which I've had for six months, this appointment. Six months ago, I booked it. So I was really cross and, and I felt absolutely dreadful because I wasn't very nice to the receptionist. But she made no attempt to apologise or say anything. And just having someone say, oh, well, something's come up. Um, anyway, I got there feeling awful. And but they'd found me another dentist. So I got my appointment and I did explain to her very nicely. said, I'm really, really sorry. I got stroppy. But, you know, you've got to understand I've been to the hygienist. I've paid my deposit. I've been waiting six months for this appointment. You can't just ring someone up as they're literally walking to the dentist without any, you know, I said, I know emergencies happen, but the word emergency wasn't used. It was just something has come up. I said, I'm really sorry. I know people are horrible. I have to deal with horrible people all the time in my work. Um, not quite true, but um, well, no, yes, it is true. And um, I was really apologetic. She was lovely and and um, I just said, you know, the receptionist just needed to say, look, I'm really sorry. I realize this is really, really last minute. Um, but there has been an emergency. You know, she was so offhand with me. So uh, that was that drama. So I felt better. For, well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I stood up because usually I just, you know, I just roll over and say, yeah, yeah that's fine. And I thought, well, I'm not going to. And I didn't. So that was that. Um... Then we went to the vet with Sir on Wednesday. He's all right. Uh, he's got conjunctivitis, uh, which we've had to put eye drops in, which um, he was very good at the uh, vet, it had to be said. And although the eye drops 
uh, went down really badly. <laughs> it was the one moment where I thought one of us was going to die. Uh, and uh, other than that, he was lovely. And he was very popular with a vet. And he got two massive handfuls of treats at the end of it, which of course went down like um, a vacuum cleaner. Uh, so I was dreading putting eye drops in. And he was pretty awful the first time. But the second time... He was the perfect cat, and then I and then he just jumped down off the stool. We were battling with him on, or potentially battling with him on, and sat and waited for his treats. So uh, third day, fourth day of conjunctivitis, uh, eye drops, exactly the same. Happily, let's put the eye drop in. Drop uh, jumps down, looks at you with big eyes, waiting for his treats. On the menu this week, uh, he's had uh, a full pack of butter, which is dragged off the side. Um, we didn't have eight at all, but he there was quite a lot of um, rough cat tongue marks along the top of the butter that had to go in the bin. He's had uh, he's got a cleaned pass fresh pasta packet down off the draining board and licked that. He's had what else has he had? He's been up and down and up and down on. He's just I just have to resign myself to the fact he's on the kitchen counters the whole time. There is nothing we can do about it other than keep everything as clean as possible and just keep no food out whatsoever. Um, this morning he had uh, eggs. Oh, he's had... Um, what else? No, he's had... Uh, yes, there was a, a washed uh, frozen cod fillet bag uh, on the side that I found with little holes with made by little cat teeth in that. And then we left the top off the cookie jar, the biscuit jar, uh, and I found him with his head in that. So he'd had a lovely week. Um, and he had, he actually took out of my hands uh, with his mouth and paws and gave me a complete fright because he's never done that before. An eggshell, well, not an eggshell, but part of an eggshell today, about probably about centimeter square, an inch square or something, and demolished it. Uh, I didn't know cats like eggshells. They love eggshells. What can I say? He doesn't like nuts and he doesn't like vegetables. Uh, so the, And he doesn't like citrus fruit, so all those things can be left around and he doesn't care. Uh, so every time we go in the kitchen, um, it goes quiet. And if he's not sitting on the top of the stairs, you just know he's in the kitchen. And uh, as you're walking towards the kitchen, there's usually a little thump thump as he jumps down because he knows you're on your way. Or he just can't be bothered and he just carries on. Uh, he was found sitting next to the kettle, uh, next to a cup of tea, well, a, a, um, a mug that had a tea bag in it and the tea strainer, uh, all next to him, looking as if he was just about to pop the kettle on and make the tea. Unfortunately, uh, he hasn't got that far yet, but we're trying. So um, I'm torn between, I know my mother would be completely horrified uh, that are cats walking around kitchen tops. So there is part of me who is completely horrified by the horrendous hygiene situation we've got in to, um, and then the other half of me just finds it hilariously funny. <laughs> so I just don't know what to do about it. Because you walk in the kitchen and it just is so funny. Because <laughs> he's just looking at you. Uh, he's been going out a little bit. He follows me around like a dog and then he's explored... Uh, He's explored the next doors. He's explored about four gardens and then he just sort of trots in again. Or if you shake uh, the biscuit box, he comes in somewhere around speed of light. 
uh, and suddenly the slightly arthritic um he's got a bit of muscle wastage possibly arthritis in his back leg probably from the fact he's been caged up in rescues for such a long time uh, and he does struggle sometimes to get onto the sofa he sort of heaves himself up and other times he actually gives up and doesn't even bother trying to heave himself up he actually ran up i rattled the food box the other day and he actually ran up the stairs two at a time i've no i mean it was unbelievably fast so um he's not got into a normal cat eating thing which i thought last week he basically decided there's one set of biscuits he doesn't like so he doesn't eat them uh so i know when he's hungry because if he's that hungry he'd eat them so it's just all begging all the time. It's like having a Labrador. He's just with you every time we're in the kitchen, every time we're eating our meal in the front room, he's just sitting there uh, looking at you. Um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to do about him, but he's very, very sweet. Uh, Never seen that man who's just parked his car over the other side. Oh, no way, he's going into next door. I don't know who that is to investigate so um i've been getting a bit cross actually because there's been lots of cars parked uh, and we haven't been able to park a car near the house which i find very, very annoying um so that's the cat and then uh friday night we went to see pacific overtures at the menier chocolate factory which was absolutely brilliant um I saw the Donmar production years and years and years ago. This was a joint Japanese production, so they'd done it in Japan in Japanese. Pacific Overtures, uh, I should explain, is a Stephen Sondheim musical about the sort of um, cultural invasion of Japan by France and America and England and uh, the Netherlands. Uh, so it's a sort of insinuating colonisation um sounds so pretentious actually when i say it like that it's actually it's the songs are absolutely beautiful in it it's very very funny it was like an absolutely exquisite production the scenery and it was in it was traverse so there wasn't an awful lot of scenery the scenery and the lighting and the costumes i found out afterwards the costumes were all hand sewn so um and they weren't that durable i don't think for a eight shows a week thing so um they were having fun trying to mend those, but every costume was hand-sewn. And the costumes, it was just absolutely exquisite. It was one of the most beautiful things I've seen on stage. Um, and I enjoyed it enormously. So they'd done it from a Japanese perspective, whereas the original Donma, and there's no criticism here, it's just different ways of doing it, they'd done it like uh, a kabuki, but with sort of white uh, men in it who started out dressed as Japanese and as, as it went on became more and more Western. Um, this was done by a cast who all had some cultural connection with uh, Japan. Uh, and it worked brilliantly. It's, it works brilliantly both ways, which shows uh, what good show it is. So anyway, that's finished, so no one can go and see that. Uh, now I've got to book some more shows. There's about 101 shows I want to go and see, and I can't afford to go to any of them. Uh, so that's all marvellous. And uh, yesterday we went to Bennington Lordship to see the massive snowdrop display that finished two days ago because it's been wet and uh, too warm. 
and the snowdrops haven't lasted as long as they have. So instead of seeing acres and acres of beautiful white snowdrops, we saw acres and acres of snowdrop leaves, which in fact look like grass. Uh, but it's a nice little house. And apparently uh, some of One Day uh, was filmed in it, but I haven't got to that episode yet. Um, one Day I'm still loving though, I've only seen three episodes. Finished Slow Horses, which was brilliant. Still watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which has one of the greatest soundtracks ever. Uh, and I do have to recommend, uh, as closure, uh, listening to the episode I was listening to today of um, How Do You Cope With John and Ellis, uh, an American writer whose name I can't remember because I didn't know who he was, so I'm going to have to quickly shuffle around and find it. Da, 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 bear with me. Um, uh, Mosin, I'm probably not pronouncing it right. Uh, Mosin Zaidi, M-O-H-S-I-N-Z-A-I-D-I. Uh, he lives in America, but he's English, uh, and he grew up gay in a Muslim family, but the uh, he is so articulate and thoughtful and reflective about so many things. Uh, it's and, and there's just I've, I've just learned so much about so much listening to him. I really, really recommend it to uh, everybody. It is How Do You Cope with Ellis and John on BBC, it's Five Live, and it is uh, Series 4, Mosin Zaidi. Uh, it really, really is worth listening to because um, if you want to understand what it's like walking in someone else's shoes, he's just a brilliant example of that. So uh, I think I think everyone should listen to that. Actually, I think it's so interesting. I'm going to stop because uh, we're supposed to be going to the cinema. I think we're going to see little dirty, little pretty things or letters or that dirty little letters or don't think it's called any of those things. But anyway, I think we're going to see it if I've got time to finish this uh, and go off and do that. Um, I've probably got lots of other things to say. I feel I've been talking very fast, uh, but I'm a bit hyper. I'm a bit calmer, though, uh, until tomorrow, and I'll just get very cross again. Thank you for listening. <laughs>